podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, um, vast resources, videos, practice plans. Um, I, I can't even count how many mini lessons I've got on from dealing with parents to preseason to postseason evaluations, all that stuff, anything you would ever need, one-on-one calls, office hours, you name it, we got it. If we don't, we'll, we'll get it for you or help you get it. Go over and check it out, 14-day free trial. Um, I'm super excited for this week. We're talking to Rick Torbert. Um, uh, he is the creator of Read and React Offense. Um, this this is the longest in the in the history of Coach Unplugged, the longest uh, podcast that we have done. It was almost two hours. So we are going to break it up into three separate sections. So we're going to have three podcasts this week. It will be one each day. Um, I'm not going to throw it all at you. I think it, kind of breaking it up into pieces make it easier for people to go um, go back and figure out what everything is. So if you're liking these things, please subscribe and like. Um, go down and leave a review. We would really appreciate that. All right, here's Rick. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I got, I got Coach Torbert here. So th- I'm super excited about this. Um, from a couple standpoints, selfishly, I started running Read and React about three years ago. So I have I'm looking at my list. I think I have like six specific questions about Read and React, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, okay. All right. So, Coach, I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself, kind of talk about your basketball journey and kind of what got us to the point where we're sitting here talking today. Right. <clears throat> my basketball journey <laughs> began, uh, let's see, I'll make this short and sweet. All right. Uh, there's, there's not a lot there. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> well, I um, let's see. Probably the pivotal point in my life was I was six, six foot one as an eighth grader. Everybody thought I was going to be some big center, you know. Right. Yep. I think I grew one more inch or another inch and a half, and uh, and I, I found out. <clears throat> Uh, there were plenty of people that could play inside better than me. So uh, between my freshman and sophomore year, uh, I spent the whole summer just dedicated to shooting only. And um, uh, and that kind of changed the course of my life. I wound up being a, a pretty good shooter, good enough to go on and play at the next level. You know, NAI, played at uh, Cleveland State Junior College. I played at Bryan College. Um um, but there's but, a very valuable lesson there, especially for the youth coaches, I think, in the yeah. sense that I believe everyone should be a guard until they're about 14 or 15. Because <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely, don't you? I mean, we, we can get into the positionless thing, but I, it's like I, we everybody that's listening to this, I bet can can think about that kid that grew in elementary school and was the tallest kid on the playground, and then just stopped. We all can probably name like two or three of those kind of kids. And Steve, that is why I include that in the story. Is right. uh, I mean, it, it hindered me uh, uh, the way I I was pigeonholed early on through elementary and junior high, even as a freshman in high school. Um, it, it's hard to overcome that, even if you're dedicated from there on. You know, just 
because in college I'm I'm a two guard and sometimes right. I'm, I'm a point. Uh, right. Right. You're seriously you're seriously hindered and it's like I've, I've coached guys that have played in the NBA I've coached bigs and it's like yes I'm I, you know I, I just keep telling them I, I you might have to rebound more than you're gonna rebound to the next level but it will help you know we, if everyone right. can handle the ball no one can press those kind of things but right. um, so then go, go ahead so then I see you got into coaching yeah I, I stepped right out of college into a head uh, high school boys job in the public schools in uh, Chattanooga Tennessee Chattanooga Central and Little Wall High School. And, yep. and then uh, I took a job in Atlanta uh, at a private school, small private school. And then uh, after a few years there, I went to Holy Innocence Episcopal School because they were starting a, um, a school from scratch, a high school from oh, scratch. Oh, really? Yeah, they were kindergarten through eight. And I, I kind of thought, oh, that'd be cool to start, you know, from right. the beginning. And uh, hey, if it, I can't blame anybody but myself, you know? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know what's coming, yes. Yep. So I was there for uh, my last 11 years. And um, and and when I say that uh, there's not much there, what I mean is I think, uh, look, I mean, I had good years and I've had bad. I've had, you know, uh, never won a state championship but made it to the Final Four a couple of times and, you know, uh, quite a few. Somebody that's won it, it's lightning in a bottle. I'm, I'm convinced. It's like, it's like the kid that catches the firefly because my best team didn't win it. (laughs) Um, my best team had three Mr. Basketballs from Wisconsin and we didn't win it that year. And then we won it the next year. uh, Yes. I'm just, it's, it's, it's not the best coaches, not the best team. It's about those two or three weeks where you just catch lightning. It's Hoosiers kind of thing. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're exactly right. And, uh, um, and I've had, I've been on the, the losing end, you know, I've been right. on those where it, uh, I had my worst season was a four and 23. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. That'll make you question. <laughs> that, that, you, sure. you, you, you become very humble at that point. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and I coached my honey off, and I tell you, I thought I should have got coach of the year because we, we shouldn't have won those four. Right. Oh, I tell people my best record, we were 12 and 10. My best coaching season in 30 years of coaching, we were 12 and 10 because we had no right being winning 12 games. We had zero, you know. So that's why I tell coaches it's not – the, and I've told people this before. I think the problem with our profession is it's it you're judged on quantitative values because I see your math teacher. You're de, you're 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 judged on quantitative values, not qualitative values. Right. And, and as a coach, it's it, it's the to be honest with you, I coach and teach because it's the qualitative things. It's not the I want to win as much as anybody. Trust me, but um, it's it's teaching young men or young women to be you know become better people and life lessons and all that sure. kind of stuff. And that and that is the problem with with coaching is that you've got um um you're you're judging success qualitatively, and people that might be controlling your your job right uh, and your livelihood are judging it quantitatively. Right. They yeah. don't. There's a lot of things they don't take into factors because I tell you. I, when I say uh, I made it to the final four, that's hilarious because right. I've never made a shot. I never defended. Right. <laughs> yeah, we you're, have you're, you are right. Really good players. And I remember yeah. the first trip to the final four, the, the night we, we uh, won a lead eight to go to the final four, 
you know, you, you get all the back slapping and all that, right? right? Yeah. And, and one guy, a friend of mine, um, said, I just kind of as he's passing by, he says, and, and now you're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know everything. You know everything. Right. Yes. Uh, it, it's tongue in cheek, but man, yeah. You just. Okay. So, so, all right. So then, so, so are you, you're still coaching there right now? No. Okay. No. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so, there was a two or three year overlap in the early 2000s where a uh, former assistant of mine wanted to start an internet company, sell DVDs. And, right. and uh, I told him I would help and uh, help him if, I, if he ever needed it. So he asked me for it. Right. And, um, and he said, <clears throat> I want you to do the basketball instructions. And I said, man, you're going to get like three sales. You know, my mom, my dad, my sister. Right. <laughs> you know, who am I, you know? Right. And he said, well, you know, I was, he'd been with me for a while and he said, you know, I've seen you teach. And he said, if I can get people to view the material, I think your, um, your ability to break it down and bring them back. So, uh, Hey, why not? Right. So I gave it a shot and, uh, we started with shooting ball handling, you know, post play one-on-one, -on -one, just player development stuff. Right. And this is in the, <clears throat> excuse me this is in the early 2000s and um um then we got a few guests uh on our our dvds back then it was all dvds right um, yeah <laughs> well <laughs> i tell i was talking to brendan yesterday it was hilarious because it's like him and i were laughing about i remember when i had two vhs tapes and two recorders and play record play record yeah. you know to, to, to break tape down it's like these guys don't know how good i mean they now it goes up to crossover or huddle and breaks it down it's like shoot, oh. I, i'm still surprised i'm married to be honest with you <laughs> all the time i spent breaking tape down but <laughs> it was so time intensive it was unreal yeah yeah and in one of my stories talking about uh, uh later as we get into the read and react you know one of the one year i think it was 96 <clears throat> at the end of the season I decided, hey, I'm going back and I'm statting all of my games myself. I wanted to see where all our, our, our points were coming from, try to categorize everything. Didn't want to depend on stats that, you know, some right. yep. in the bleachers, you know, yep. kept up with and missed while he was eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and folks, um, I don't think they appreciate what it took to go back and take a DVD. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, VHS. VHS right. That time, VHS, you know, fast right. forward, rewind, pause, write down, you know. Right. And there's more than what they don't understand is there's more than one thing going on when you're watching on a thing. It's like there's a rebound, there's an assist, there's a turnover, there's a, it's like you're, you, yeah. <laughs> there's no iPad to hit a button and just. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, something like a huddle or crossover. That would have just been. Oh yeah. Awesome. I told, I tell people it saved my life. It saved my marriage, saved my life. <laughs> I'm not in the basement. I'm not in the basement anymore. Breaking film down. Okay. So, um, so you started that we'll get to the read react thing at the end. Cause I got, like I said, I do have a lot of questions, oh, okay. but um, so then that's obviously oh. went from DVDs to. Yeah. Well, we started, like I say, player development stuff. That That's what I cut my teeth on. My first one was on shooting naturally. Right. right. And most of this, most of this, Steve, came from, um, oh, well, yeah, I, I had coaching insights and that type of thing, but 
most of it came from my experience in personal training off you know right. while i was coaching uh, and that's where if you're going to make a business out of that you've got to actually you, you can't just you might start doing it off of the cuff but right. eventually you got to what's the word codify you got to uh, quantify you know? it and it's time yeah. for money too it's like you, yes. you it's time yeah. for money too and if you, you you're not gonna be able to book all that time if you don't have you know your lesson plans right yeah yeah and i had to go like a step by step you know i had to start writing things down and hey what works what doesn't and developing a player and right. and so so that's what i was putting on the dvd and we happened to uh get uh start getting a few nba and wnba guests on the dvds you know okay mike Gibby was the first one i do i remember that one i do remember yeah, that one yeah. and then we got you know yes you, didn't you have some young kid too i think oh that was our ball handling yeah uh, our ball handling uh, andy garcia and by yep. the way still he's just phenomenal with a basketball right now he's in his mid-20s i guess and he's in he's still in laredo texas and he's training he's never stopped training other kids really so wow. he's got he's got a training business okay okay and he's just magic with a ball but, oh yeah. Uh, yeah i remember so him the thing is the great story behind that is i had one dvd out shooting you know now right. i'm still coaching at the time and in the summer I have this guy from Laredo. It was Andy's dad, Andy Garcia. And he's, right. hey, hey, could you, you know, could I convince you to come out here and train my son for a few days, you know, maybe a week? And, well, if the price is right, I will, right? right? So right. this is kind of neat. I get to cross the Mississippi River and right. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. go to a place in right. Texas. Again. This is kind of neat. Yep. And, uh, and kid just was a, a workout king. I mean, the kid could work all day on the on his game. But when I saw him handle the ball, I said, I made a guy on the phone, called my buddy and said, hey, I know what DVD number two is. Yes. <laughs> seventh grade and he's just unbelievable with the ball. Right. And yeah. Our, our Mr. Basketball this year, Jordan McCabe, who's going to Cincy, has been doing that since he was a little kid. And he's yeah. the same way. It's like, oh my, it's like magic what they do with the ball. Yeah. So then it expanded from that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I got, I wound up with it in 2000, uh, by 2008, I think we had, um, seven player development, seven or eight player development DVDs. And that, and when, right. that doesn't sound like much of the time, but when you do at that time, we were doing things like, um, like the one-on-one -on -one video was three and a half hours. Right. Because it wasn't just me on one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I also had Chauncey Billups. I had Rick Barry on it. I had right. Sue Bird. You know, folks like that on And it was a different era, too. You weren't shooting it on your phone. You, the editing was a, you know, iMovie wasn't. It, it, I'm just saying people think now it's like, oh, I can just shoot a video and edit. It was a different world back then, editing-wise, too, and all that yeah. stuff. And technology and taping and cameras. and. Yeah. Yeah, you had to send your DVD off to be mastered and right, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But during that, um, so the transition is uh, back in uh, 03 and 04. 
everybody uh, i hope you're enjoying this as much as as i am um there's so many small little golden nuggets that you're gonna find if you're liking these podcasts please subscribe and like or leave a review we would really appreciate that it does not matter where you listen it really helps us um get out to more people and kind of move up that pecking order um and then make sure you go over and check out teach hoops for god i can't talk teach hoops.com for coaches yeah. who want to get better uh in that same place andy garcia in laredo texas had put together a, a camp uh, where he had recruited uh, 15, just hand-picked players from everywhere, a couple of European pros, about five or six uh, college players, and, and the remaining 10 or eight or nine were high school. But they were from everywhere. I had a kid from Greece and Michigan and just from all right. over. All and over. They, they all came with a pedigree. You know what right. I mean? Like they were they, the best of the best. It was a four-week camp. Oh, geez. Yeah, by the way, Steve, never do this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've gone to the PGC camp. I've gone to Mono's camp to watch, oh. and I'm, I'm I'm tired after four days, and I'm just watching. <laughs> uh, uh, we were so ambitious. I did uh, – I, I, so we lived in the same uh, motel, you know, hotel. Right. And our schedule was from nine to six – five days and then half a day on Saturday. Yeah. And, and the kids went at night, they went to the local, um, like, uh, workout gym, physical gym to do, you know, to, to be trained in weights and speed, agility, quickness. And that's crazy. I First of all, youth is wasted on the young. I'm telling you, I used to do oh, that yeah. stuff. I'd, I'd go from camp, I jump in my car, I go to the next camp, I jump in my car, I go to the next camp. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. It just makes me tired thinking about it. <laughs> oh yeah, and but poor poor kids, man. About right. middle of the week, they got one gear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, just about toast. But right. we did all. You know, you do all the player development stuff, uh, and then. You come back from lunch. We, we we had to. We had to take like a two hour for lunch. Right. You know? We had to, and for them to recover. And then we'd come back for another four hours, and um, and we we always finished it with clock and referees and games. And right. we had uh, the owner of the camp had um, scheduled. I'll give you an example. He had scheduled the second tier Olympic team, a uh, Mexico's Olympic team to come across the border and play us. You know? Oh, wow. So, so I'm going like, oh, okay, uh, what am I going to teach these guys? Flex? Right, you know, right. These are these are all – every one of them's like a gunslinger. Like, right. Hey, they're all the best the players on their team. Yeah, they're all the yeah, best players yeah, on their team. That's right. And so I'm thinking, what am I going to – and that's where the read and react was, was birthed and, and, and uh, the – what I saw there just made me a believer. Let's just put it that way. Right. And so so just from a historical standpoint, yeah. so that, that's when you came up with the idea. Yeah. When did we get to the point where you felt confident that you actually had something that was, I mean, because like anything, there's, yeah. there's, 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 there's the first light bulb and then there's the last light bulb. <laughs> yes. I didn't um, even have a name for it in 03. Right. Okay. And see, I, I was going back to coach at that, that time. Right. Yeah, you're just trying to keep the the, the, the yeah. ship moving. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what's so weird is is it was at that time that the company Better Basketball just took off. Okay. I mean, woo took off. My partner said, look, we, we got to either fish or cut bait, you know, because right. uh, you've either got to go full time if we're going to make a, make a go at this or, or we just 
He can't do them by himself. And right. so, and so I said, well, man, I put together this system that, you know, I, I'm absolutely convinced. Well, anyway, so I wasn't, I was not able to take it back to my team. So the next summer we had the same camp, whole different group of kids. And I said, okay, I got to test this again. All right. Right. Maybe, maybe it was a function of the kids. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't know you're experimenting. Yeah. yeah. Right. So this time I went in, I didn't have to discover it. Right. I went in from the beginning. Right. And it's like, Holy cow. So as soon as that four weeks was up, I called every friend that on every level of basketball still coaching and said, look, I got something. Don't even have a name for it. But, uh, uh, and I can try and describe it, but um, if you want it, I'll show it to you, but I'm pretty sure it's a game changer, you know? Right. I, I think it'll give you an edge, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Well, you know, Steve, just think about you. Call, you know, who would you call? Look, the people I call trusted me that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even coaching at the time, right? Right. And so I had um, – high school, middle school, girls, boys, you know, uh, take it, uh, veteran coaches, you know. Right. You wanted to send it out to the world to see what happens, too. It's yes. like it's your first model. You got to send it out yes. and see if the, if the light bulb works or not, too. And so, first, know. I gave it to them in notes. Guess right. what? They couldn't do it. No. Every time, it was like, Rick, you're going to have to come and show us. I'd, I'd work with them through the summer, come work with them during their season. And, and that's when it dawned on me, okay, I – if I'm going to transfer this, I can't do it with notes and that type of thing. Right. With drawings or diagrams, I'm going to have to put this on a, a, a you know, like a DVD or right. that type of thing. And so it was really – so for four years, Steve, for four years, those coaches convinced me to put it out, to get it to public. Right. And, and one of them, uh, uh, he's retired now, Buster Brown. He had about the best um, – uh, girls record high school in state of Georgia, all classifications during the nineties and won a state championship. And, and, uh, and he said, uh, Rick, I don't, I don't want you to because I've got an edge now. This is a <laughs> right. right. But let's face it. He said this, this, you've got something that the community needs to see. They need to get a hold of this. Right. And, and of course the feedback, now, the feedback that I was getting from these coaches was opening up um, – was just making me see other things. Right. Okay? So, that's the thing is you got to put it out there to see – yeah, yeah. Yes. And, you know, you don't see it all at one time. Right. You don't. I mean, I'm not smart enough. You can't, no, well, you can't see the trees through the forest sometimes. You're, you're, <laughs> right. well, you're so, I mean, I've started small businesses too. You're so like this, you're so narrow. People are listening, aren't seeing this. I'm putting my hands over my eyes. You're so narrow-minded because you see one thing, but there's six yeah. other things going on that you just can't see. Yeah. Right. And you know something, this coach would teach it this way. And this coach right. would teach it that way. And another coach would call me and say, you know something, I found if I taught this first, then this this became easier. I was just getting all that kind of feedback, you know? And I thought, all right, listen, uh, I had another friend that said, if you try to wait until it's perfect, you'll never ship it. Yes, yeah, because nothing's <laughs> ever perfect, yes. That's right. He said, hey, ship it, get it out there. And uh, uh, 
and I really am not trying to be, uh, this is not a case of false humility. I, I really sincerely believe, and I still do, you know, there, there are coaches that are just uh, so much smarter than me on so many levels. If I could just get it out there and get it in their hands, they would see things that I didn't see. Right. And maybe we could all stand on each other, each other's shoulders and, and kind of change the paradigm. This was kind of my vision. Right. This is kind of what motivates me. Motivate, motivated me then, motivates me now is the vision of, you know something, I may be able to impact the game for kids and coaches in a very positive way, maybe make the game. Is it, I had just heard Kevin Eastman say in a clinic at Coaching You Live, okay, uh, right in the middle of, of his time in the clinic, he stopped. You know, usually he's on the move while he's starting. Right. You, you know how he does. Yeah. And he just stopped and kind of, you know, did this looking off into the wild blue yonder, and he said, look, let, let me tell you where the game is going. The game is headed where there are no positions. You're not going to see ones and twos and threes and fours and fives. You're going to see five five players that can just play basketball. They're going to be multi uh purpose multi uh, you know yep. uh, they can play in all positions right and he said now i don't know how we're going to get there but we're headed that way get ready right and then he went on with the rest of his clinic of course i'm i'm in the stands about to blow a gasket going i think i've got right right i've got the method to move the game to a positionless game and by the way now you know steve why I started that story the way I did. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, has it really – see, people ask me about my record and all this kind of stuff, and I don't really think about that stuff on a day-to-day basis. Have you literally sat and thought that you've changed this game? Because you have. Um, and I'm not throwing this around. I mean, 100 years from now, it's like the flex. It's like the triangle. People are going to – the dribble drive. People are going to talk about read and react. Have you thought about that? Yeah, I have. It's and and but it, it does. It it's mind-boggling. Yeah, it is mind-boggling. Yeah, it has taken uh, a life of its own. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. And some of some of the most the funnest the one of the most fun things about this is uh, this movement is reading the stories of the coaches out there. Right. You know, they'll email me their stories and tell me what to do, and most of it, coach. Now look. It's really easy for me to, to, to tell you the quantitative ones. Right. But qualitative ones are so much fun. Oh, yeah. We make fun of you all the time, Rick. I'm telling oh, you. Oh. Right. That's layer 47. Layer 47. I mean, <laughs> my, my assistant coach can do Nate's going to be listening to this. He can do a much better Rick than I can do. But it's like, you know, we just. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? I'm there's it's it's, it is over the the number of layers is overwhelming at times like we have narrowed it to like six that we feel like we can really do well and then we add things to that you know it's like adding potatoes to the soup or carrots or something but we you know we've narrowed it to about six that we think we can be pretty good at well you know that 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 came from again back this is six or seven years before I ever started experimenting with the Read and React, two things happened. There was a couple of things going on that, that kind of 
ingredients that went into the soup, you know? Right, yes. One of them was we lost a game. At, we ended our season by not getting to the state tournament on a last second shot with the best player I ever coached. Best player. He averaged 28 points a game, shot 53% from the three-point line, and signed with Florida State. And the only kid in the school history to play in the Georgia All-Star game. And right. I'm thinking, I can't get to the state tournament <laughs> with this kid. Right. You know? Well, right. I must be an idiot. Well, so my assistant and I, Dan Knudsen, we were um, uh, having our last supper, so to right. speak. Pun intended there. Right. And uh, – and I said, all right, Dan, go ahead. Tell me what I did wrong, you know. And he said, I really just got one question. In the last two minutes of the game, when it was just back and forth and, you know, people were fouling out and this and, and there's, we're trapping and nobody can run any of their stuff. Did we have the best five basketball players on the floor? And I said, well, now, Dan, we had our best one, our best two, our best three, our best four, our best five. He said, nah, that's not what I asked. Did we have our best five best? And I said, Danny, if I did that, we can't run our system. And here it came. He right. said, maybe there's something wrong with the system that doesn't allow you to put the best five players on the floor. Light bulb. Yep. Boom. Yeah. And now he went on with other questions, but for me, it was like a thorn that got in my brain. And I remember thinking, where, where did I get this? Why do we have to have point guards and fives and posts and why do we where do we even get this language from or what you know right it just started making me question everything am i kind of blinded by tradition you know right. why can't we do that hey when you go to play pickup do you say well i'm picking you because we need a three a slash right. no no i know and the thing is and i'm I've, I've ever since we started doing it, i've been trying to think about where it started was it the was it the Patino Kentucky teams? Was it Magic? Was it Michael George? I mean, because you know, he had Cartwright, so he had a five. I'm just trying to think of where the shift kind of happened because usually it happens at the NBA and collegiate level before it gets down to us, right? And right. I and I'm, I'm just I'm just trying. I really haven't been able to narrow when that because it, it, if you look at Villanova, you look at the teams that were in the NCAA this year. It's like that's there's, yeah. there's obviously some big boys out there that are probably quote unquote fives, but they can all shoot. They can all handle the ball. They can all pretty much play anywhere. Right. That's yeah. What I loved about watching them is I'm I'm, and I'm telling you, they did some really good stuff. If you if you did not know the reading react the way you and I do, Steve. Right. You might watch Villanova and go, hey, I think they're running that reading react thing. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and you got to uh, be able to shoot the ball, though, too. You oh, oh. Uh, that, you know, <laughs> made shot covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it? Does. It? it does. <laughs> and, I tell, and I tell my kids all the time, you can, you might, you, anybody can become a shooter. Not everybody can become a scorer. But shooting is just repetition. It's like lifting yeah. weights. You yeah. just got to get in and do it, you know. Um, yeah. All right, so let me we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll do this out of order. So I'm going to ask you my read and react question. All right. And then, we'll go, and then we'll go back. All right. So um, off-season recommendations. Do you have off-season recommendations for people that run read and react? Things that you can do. <clears throat> well, you just named it. I Shooting. mean, yes, because um, as you know from experience, the read and react will create shots for you all over the floor. 
Yeah, layups inside, three-pointers, two-pointers, off the – you name the type of shot. Right. And, and getting good shots, good quality shots, is not the problem. It's that ability to put the ball in the hole. And right. That's what, Do you have a shot clock in Georgia? No. No, so we don't either. So there's times that we'll come down and it, it takes us 45 seconds to get one, which is crazy. <laughs> Um, hey everybody, that's the end of part one talking with Rick. I hope you really enjoyed that. I know I did. There's much greater details coming in the next couple of days. Uh, if you're liking these things, go and subscribe and like, leave us a review, tell us what you like. And uh, hopefully it's a five star. Um, I would also ask you to go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's what allows us to bring these great podcasts to you. So have a great week. Sports Social Podcast Network.